Welcome to the All Mic'd Up Podcast Show. Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm Mike Ashton. Alright, so I want to do this right. I drifted away a couple of shows. I was having fun with it, but they're not going to be true episodes and I want to get away from that. I want to stick with the original plan. Alright, and the topic and I, it's about me, it's my story and... Um, Especially what's going on in today's world and with law enforcement and me being a cop for over 20 years. So let's just do this right. How did a homeless kid become a cop? Well, if uh, my investigator, Richie Carroll, if he knew <laughs> a lot of the stuff I held back. But look, they can only get you what you what you tell them. Write yourself out. And uh, nah. I ain't having any of that. I didn't wrap myself out. I bullshitted my way to get on. I bullshitted. Now, when I say I bullshitted, all right, let's just start from the beginning here. All right, I was uh, I was homeless from sixteen to twenty-one. Now I'm gonna get. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into the details now. All right, other than let's just get to the homeless part. All right. I lived in an orphanage home. I lived in a foster home. I lived in a group home and then back to a foster home. And then I ended up bouncing around and living with my oldest sister who took guardianship of me at 16 years old. The last time I lived with her was when we were taken away back in 1967 in the projects. That's the Fulton projects. And, uh, yeah, NYPD social services, someone dropped a dime back in the day before you know it because no one was home. Like I, I mean, my parents weren't home. They seemed like they were hardly ever there. And uh, so somebody dropped a dime and contacted social services, and boom. Before you know it, we were holding a green van, headed to a shelter, lived in a shelter for two weeks. And then they found my parents, who the, you know, what their story was. And then from there, we ended up in an orphanage home on Staten Island called St. Michael's Home. And that's where I lived. And then from there, I was placed in a foster home with my younger brother. I was there for eight years and uh, ended up being a victim of child abuse. That's right, in foster care by my foster father. And he would beat the shit out of me from the time I was seven years old till about 15. And that's a story by yourself. And But that's not what I want to be talking about right now because I ended up, I ended up being homeless when I left the force to home, and like I said about my sister taking guardianship of me, so I end up living with her in the city in Chelsea, and she lived on Ninth uh, Day Avenue and I believe Nineteenth Street, and she lived in a studio, and uh, it was a small studio, and my thing was this: I knew it was going to last too long. She had a boyfriend, she had a life, and now she just got to deal with the seventeen-year-old teenager going to school. I was going to McKee High School at the time and uh, working, making money, and you know, gas stations, and I always had, at least had money in my pocket. I always made sure I had money in my pocket. But that only lasted for a couple of months, and before you know it, I ended up living uh, with my other sister, Gracie, on the Upper East Side at uh, 67th and 1st. And I lived there for a couple of months, two or three months, Told me and her, we just had a uh, an argument that had to do about my real father at the table. Anyway, ended up smacking her. That was it. <laughs> my uh, uh, boyfriend, living boyfriend at the time, uh, they ended up getting married. Alan, great guy. 
and he brings me downstairs and uh, he has his accent he's a Moroccan Jew and uh, but I can't have this I can't have this you have to leave <laughs> he was straight up I gotta go so off I went so I was traveling around with this gray suitcase and all I had was my clothes in there and maybe deodorant to you know the essentials I lived out of this gray suitcase. I had that suitcase for years. Um, don't even start me up with the suitcase. Sa- I was saving some money. I didn't have much, but I ended up, th- this girl that I was going out with at the time, which was a sweet gal. She did help me out a lot. Her name was Donna. And uh, I ended up getting my first apartment, which I knew that I'm going to eventually get kicked out of it because I had no desire of paying the rent at that time. It was $250 and uh, a month. And it was a one bedroom. It was a it was a cool apartment. It, you know, it was. And uh, so she paid the first month and uh, the security. So you know, five hundred dollars, whatever that that was. And I did pay only one month after that. I was only there for like four months, but uh, they shut the uh, the gas off, uh, the heat. So I used to keep a blow dry. <laughs> I swear to God, true story. I used to put sheets where the doorway was, and I would put the sheets there, and I would put the blow dry <laughs> inside the room, the living room, and that's where I slept. And I would cover everything around, you know, the hallway. Uh, I closed the bedroom door, and <laughs> the blow dry would keep me warm. Then I had to take a shower. There's no hot water, so I would take cold showers, and then I would go to, you know, I would go to school. Then from school. I would go and uh, I worked at this uh, bread shop cafe on Dwayne Street off of. Uh, so I was working there washing dishes. And from there, so th- my point was this I always had my money in my pocket. So I worked at the restaurant and I would work at a gas station. This is just what I did just to make money. And what happened was, of course, I got evicted. Okay. I got, ev- I got evicted from the. From the apartment, it was two fifty. I guarantee you now they're probably getting anywhere between eight hundred to a thousand dollars a month. I got evicted. Now I, I needed a place to stay, so I stayed at my then girlfriend at the time. I was only staying for a few days, only because I ended up going to Seventeenth Street Ninth Avenue. I went right back to the apartment. That Cops and Social Services took us out. And I was back in 1967 was the last time I was there in that apartment. So here I am at 17 years old. They asked my mother if I could stay there until I could save enough money up so I can get an apartment on Staten Island. I didn't want to really stay in the city. I mean, I love the city. The city was great to hang out in. But all my friends were on Staten Island and Mariners Harbor and Port Richmond and West Brighton. And um, I didn't want to stay and keep traveling back and forth, even though that's what I'd done for a while. But what happened, so my mother kicks me out. All right, so I had a, a, an argument with my, uh, one of my younger brothers. Uh, we had to a fist fight in the living room. She throws me out. So I ended up living with my uh, then-girlfriend. I ended up living with her. And then from there, I just kept bouncing around. So I would stay at her place. And then from her place... I was never faithful to any of my girlfriends. I was always at least, you know, with two girls at a time. That's the way I was, you know. I was an asshole. So I ended up 
So I ended up bouncing around and I went, I was seeing a couple of girls. I was always cheating and, um, which wasn't cool. Like I said, it wasn't cool, you know, and I was an asshole and but I only thought about myself and how I was going to survive and where I'm going to be sleeping. So I bounce around with another girl's house, stay there for a while and now I'm 18 years old, and it's the same story. I get kicked out of there, so I finally decided to ask my childhood best friend's family, his mom and dad, if I could uh, stay there. Same excuse, so I save enough money and get my own place. So now I'm 18 years old. And they said, okay. So I, I lived them, you know, I lived with them probably for about uh, six months. You know, and I was working. And then from after a while, uh, I got kicked out. <laughs> yeah, after six months, I got kicked out. And the funny thing is, okay, my childhood best friend, the they whole family, um, they only lived across the street from the four-star home where I lived for eight years. I mean, I met him back in 1969 when that's when they moved on Mesro Avenue in Mariners Harbor. And I was seven years old, so that's when I met, you know, my best friend Gary. And so that was awkward for a while, and then I just didn't give a shit. But um, I know everybody was like, wow, you live across the street from where you grew up, and don't you feel, you know, I don't think it's fucked up. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. They let me go. So why should I care what they think? You know? And so that's how, uh, so I got kicked out. So as I got kicked out, I had an ex, uh, <laughs> my girlfriend at that time, another one, but same one, Donna. And um, I lived with her for uh, probably, probably a few months. I want to say two months. I don't even think it was eight weeks. No, then from there, when I got kicked out, I'm like, oh, shit, where am I going to go? You know? I mean, I've been bouncing all over the place. Like I said, I've been bouncing around from, from strangers' homes, living, you know, sleeping on the ferry terminal, on the train, and then at the park in Silver Lake. And... That I'm bouncing, you know, couch surfing and doing all that from the projects in uh, in South Beach or Kramer Street. I, you know, I st- I stayed there, and then at the Midland Beach, I ended up uh, renting a room out in a hotel called the Chateau Dominique, and I stayed there for about five or six months. And I was working, so I was always working. It was just, it was just a mess. My life was such a mess, and um, man, it was just becoming a nightmare. Just being homeless. And all this time, I knew I want to become a cop. I want to become a police officer for NYPD. And um, that was my childhood dream. And what happened was, um, I, I was I was doing everything to sabotage my dream. I was a thief. I was robbing people. Strong arm. Uh, I was stealing cars. I uh, was stealing radios first before I went and graduated to college. We were stealing radios. And from there, then, of course, cars. And then I have done shit. Uh, 
doing insurance jobs for people back then. And they want to get rid of their uh, car payments. And uh, so me and a friend of mine, we would do that. We would torch up some vehicles from a few hundred bucks. So this is what I did. I was, oh, God, man, I was robbing, uh, burglarizing uh, warehouses along in West Brighton and Mariners Harbor. And they were easy to break in. Uh, I, I met this guy in the neighborhood, and we just, uh, you know, we just clicked. We just, you know, we became peanut butter and jelly. So we were doing our shit, and I learned a lot from him. And so what happened, uh, you know, I got locked up quite a few times. And what's, I got locked up quite a few times. And the first time that I ever have gotten locked up was, uh, you, you know, you steal that one car too many, and that's just what happened. But we were on our way to rob a bar in, um, in South Beach at 3.30 in the morning. That's, you know, we planned it and everything. And uh, it didn't go so well. <laughs> it really didn't. What happened was this. I heard about this bar, took a bus, went there, Walked around, went inside, scouted the place. Then I, when I went back to uh, the neighborhood, I would tell uh, my friend, and it's, it's funny, his name was Kenny. And uh, it's not funny, but there's a story with that name, Kenny, that I'll uh, bring up in the future, but not right now. But anyway, he's he was from California, and he was hanging out, living with his aunt in the neighborhood. And uh, we, you know, we clicked as well. So I told him about the bar, and he was down with it. He was down. So we steal a 1969 Dodge Dart with the uh, column. It was uh, manual steering, uh, three uh, on the column. It was on the column, three speed. It was on the column. And what happened was it was drizzling out. We passed by the bar. We take a look-see, you know, it was dying down and all that shit. And so we were ready to make the move. So we were only about maybe a half a block away from the bar. And uh, more people started going in. So I'm like, motherfucker. So we thought we were circle. So when he st- Kenny pulls out, and as he pulls out, I'm looking on the floor, and I see this little garbage pail with the uh, sand weight on each side. And uh, back in the day, that's what they had. You know, we, we actually had little mini garbage pails in cars. And what I did was I took it, rolled down the window, and I flung it. I just threw it out in the woods. So we're driving for about a minute or two. All of a sudden, Kenny turns around. He goes, hey, Mike. He goes, those are the cops. So I'm looking back, and I don't see. There's a car behind us. He wasn't exactly up our ass. So I turned around, and I said, I can't tell if they're cops. You know, and then... (laughs) <laughs> the lights went on on the dashboard. It wasn't even on the roof. It was on the dashboard. It turned out being a, a an unmarked vehicle. Uh, and that's what we called, you know, we called it DT cars. And so I like, damn, I said, it's the cops. Kenny hits the gas. And now we're flying. And we're going through uh, Ocean Terrace. We're going through, I think, Dongan Hills. Um, or Ocean Avenue. I don't know where the hell we were at that time, but I know we weren't far from the bar of South Beach. But Kenny really drove pretty damn good. But 
not that good enough because just when he was trying to make this right turn, the car hydroplane and went right into the woods. And when it went to the woods, I'm holding on my hand, my right hand on the roof. Car is bouncing, 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 and then boom. Man, we were flying, and the car tilted on one side on the driver. No, it was on my side because <laughs> Kenny gets out of the window. He crawls out of the window, and all I saw him drop, his legs drop, and I couldn't get out. Because the car was leaning on its right side, and we were stuck like near this big tree. That's all I remember was the tree. And the window was already down, so now I'm like, okay, I'm trying to climb out the window. It was hard between going out the window the way the car was on its side. It was just a weird, weird, uh, you know, angle, whatever the hell it was. But I managed to get out of it. But just as I got out of it, cops pulled up. And that's where I'm going to end it, people. That's how I got to do it. That's how I roll. So be back next Friday night, 9 o'clock. All right. If you have Instagram, that's where I am on Instagram, all mic'd up. Just follow me there, and then you got the link for my podcast show. Just click onto it and save it and subscribe. I'm out of here. Thank you, guys.